0: Hi, I'm Lana Flatteron, and today I am interviewing Karen Tyrone, owner and director of Five Borough Power Yoga, a Baptiste affiliate studio, because she inspires me. She has been one of my first yoga teachers, and I have been following her since. Karen introduced me to the Yoga Journal conferences 10 years ago. We went to Boston together and has held many classes in her studio, including nutrition, vision board, and birth. A book. So Karen, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here. I'm so happy to do doing this, doing this with you today. Um, so please tell me your background, where you were born and raised, what was your upbringing like, parents, married, siblings, schooling, public and or private, highest education, college, BS, MS, PhD, and how old you
1: are. Great. I <laughs> know it's a lot. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I was, um, I was born and raised on Staten Island, and um, I'm 52, so that's a pretty long time that I'm on Staten Island, and my parents were also born there. Um, so I went to public school up until high school, and then I went to St. Joseph-by-the-Sea, and I graduated in 1985. I went to secretarial school. I didn't go to college after high school, and um, then I started working in the public sector As a um, professional secretary and then um, I became a bartender and then in the in the years of being a bartender I also went back to school and um, that was in 1990 I went to CSI and pursued a degree in accounting and I left or I didn't complete my degree. Um, I had a hundred I have a, over a hundred credits, but um, my mom was murdered in 1998. so then I dropped out at that point. and um, I found yoga in 2005 and that um, really changed my the direction of where I was going in my life. Um, at the time, well, during during the, the time I was going to college, I also had started a, a expediting company in 19... Actually, it was before I started college, actually. I started an expediting company in 1988 where I um, procured permits for signs and awnings in the five boroughs of New York, New Jersey, and Long Island. So I worked um, specifically for licensed sign companies, my dad being one of them. And the... Other sign companies that I work for then just came on board, so I had that company up until um, Hurricane Sandy washed my business out. But I had already had the yoga studio, so that was in that was in business from 1988 to 2012. So it was um it gave me the it gave me the start of um, the money and the opportunity to start the yoga studio. So um, I don't have any regrets around closing it or it being closed but um it was uh it was learning it was learning to go from working for myself and not having any employees to to starting a yoga business and changing all that great so
0: when where and how and what did you do and why did you start on this yoga path
1: so yoga started for me in 2005, um, My both of my sisters, so I didn't mention that I have um, two sisters and a brother and both of my sisters had been practicing yoga and I never went to any classes cause I I had a more of a fitness background. Um, so I would go to the gym rather than yoga. I wasn't really like a group X kind of fitness person. Like I really didn't take exercise classes, just really just go on the treadmill and lift weights and then, um, 2005, Baron Baptiste came to New York City for a three-day um, workshop at um, one of like a loft in Manhattan. And my sister had um, been following Baron, and I said, "Oh, that guy that you like with the bandanas coming to New York? Do you want to go?" So she's like, "You're going to come to do yoga?" I was like, "Yeah, if you like the guy, because he seemed a little bit different than what I've been hearing about yoga." So we went, and um, I fell in love. And it got really me on the path of healing from losing my mom and really got me into an awareness around like wanting to, I mean, I didn't know at that time that I was going to go for yoga teacher training and open a yoga studio. But at that time, it got me into looking at my life a little bit differently um, rather than um, it got me to heal really from the pain and and the sadness that I had experienced after losing my mom.
0: Okay. And so when did you start, when did you go to teacher training and where did you go to teacher training? Well, actually Barron's teacher
1: training. When was that? So um, 2007, I did a hundred hour classical yoga training at the College of Staten Island with a guy named Ankit. So I got like basic understanding and knowledge of Sanskrit and some of the the traditional yoga principles. And I went to level one in February 2009 so 11 years ago this month
0: okay yeah okay. and
1: then from level one um i started teaching when i got out of level one i started teaching which is where i met you mm, okay right? <laughs> so i started teaching on staten island at you can do it yoga and then um at achakti which was a yoga studio down um by the ferry it's still open and um also at the jcc on Manor Road, which is also a facility on Staten Island. So after um, after one year of teaching, I went to level two and then um, I got certified as a Baptiste teacher, did Art of Assisting and then I opened the studio in May 2011. So we're rolling up on nine years open.
0: Yeah, so no, it's amazing and I love it and I'm always there <laughs> and I've been there from day one. <laughs> Um, and then you opened up another studio, and then and now you, you're in Tauntonville as well. Um, what, how that, how did that transpire?
1: Well, I actually opened a second, uh, another location in Newtup, which was a kids and family studio. So that was inspired by um, going to Kenya, and um, I was on. I led us. led a family saver, so um, a trip with all families and single people, just a number of people from around the country. Um, To work in an orphanage in kenya and we actually built a greenhouse to give them sustainability and i came back like having a new awareness around like family and um kids yoga and spending some time in the orphanage and seeing um seeing the possibilities and that opened instead now it never really took off but i kept it for a couple of years it just recently closed um i opened um it'll be two years ago in may and that was just a, a need from the community asking for another location. And um, it's taking a little bit more time to build because what I, what I, and this is all in like not knowing really much so much about the yoga business, but um, learning by trial and error. And um, just opening, not realizing that it was going to be um, people from, that are already coming to the New Dorp studio. so. Rather than what I thought it was going to be is, all right, I'm 20 minutes away. I'm out in Tottenville. And it was always, feedback has always been from people in Tottenville. When you open a studio in Tottenville, I'm going to come. And that's not really what happened. Right. So um, it's slowly building.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, because I go to both of them. So they're both great. (laughs) So what came next on the path till now? So I guess once you opened up, when we kind of talked a little, we jumped around a little bit, but. When you opened the first studio, what was what, what happened as far as with the studio, what your plans were, and what you did throughout the years?
1: So let's say 2011, I wasn't really familiar with the yoga business or what it was going to look like. So I kind of opened it, modeled on the other yoga studios that I had taught at or practiced at. So um, there wasn't computer check-ins. There wasn't... Um, there wasn't one specific style of yoga, so what I did was um, I was teaching Baptiste, and then I hired my favorite teachers from the studios that I worked in. So it also was all different styles of yoga, and what I noticed was that people were getting confused, and it wasn't because it wasn't a community wasn't building because people were very like teacher driven. So um, I had the people that were coming to my classes that were willing to go to the other teachers' classes because I recommended them. Right or if I what because I was still running the per- the permit business so I wasn't teaching full time. And um, what I did notice though is the people that I had hired to come teach there were teaching say for me on Tuesday and Thursday and then teaching other places other days of the week. So the people that were coming for those teachers were really following the teachers around. So the the community wasn't getting built. So I went to. Oh, actually, I had um, I had one of my friends, a teacher there, Luca Richards, who um, really gave me some feedback and coaching around what, what com- building community looked like and um, what I did was let go all of the teachers. So on the year anniversary, I got rid of all the teachers on the schedule that weren't teaching Baptiste, which was everyone except me. And then I trained in house two teachers, and sent them t- um, to teacher training. So Larissa who who now owns a yoga studio down on B Street. And Paulina, what was Paulina's last name? It's at the tip of my tongue. Because <laughs> her last name's changed. Um, she had a hundred hour training, but a lot of potential. And uh, she went on to level one as did, as did Larissa, and um, started cultivating from there. So it was the three of us teaching for a couple of months before I started getting um, the interest of the community of people going to level one. And then, um, and now it's grown from there, like 15 teachers with assistants and um, everyone teaching the same methodology now. And we're like, um, we're the, only, well, we're the, we were the first Baptiste studio in New York City and um, the first one on Staten Island.
0: No, that's great, but you do so much. So what are you doing or what have you done or like in the community? I feel like you're always fundraising like almost every month if not more. Um so what are your commitments? Do you have commitments right now or what's or your plans during the year because I know you have vision board classes, I've done it, the nutrition classes, the birth the book classes and more. So yeah, can you explain what what you do? There's a specific thing
1: or schedule. Well, you know, like really, like it wasn't um, it's really more about like that the space is community, like it's community driven. like how um, one of the one of the um, core values that we have at the studio is community and integrity and um, making people great so um it's it's having the awareness or the openness for being to, to be a yes when people ask can you do a fundraising class for me right i, I put it on the schedule and give people an awareness we just collected I don't know, i'm, I'm do- donating five hefty not, not even hefty bags contractor bags 300 pairs of shoes for souls to for souls for souls um that our community brought to the studio in january um, to give people in, in the country shoes, or not or not even in the country, around the world, Souls for Souls ships around the world. Um, we just believe in, or I believe, in, even from a young age, I don't know if it was Catholic upbringing or going to a Catholic high school or just um, having a little bit more kindness and compassion for human beings after my mom got killed, um, or just some of the work that I've done. It's just led to... Um, being in the space or being for um, being a stand for generating and creating community and having being the stand for other people to see um, what else is out there to do. So, like, yeah, to create a vision board workshop um, for people to really get their life set of what they want to create this year or our 40 day program, which is a, a program that Baron created, it's a six week in depth yoga meditation journaling diet program that um, that allows for people to just get out of their own way and really sets their their sights and their awareness from from the inside out like from eating a new way and um, practicing and meditating um, to be in in society and on another level right more um, more about um, community and connection so, I don't know where it, I, it's. It's not like um, it's not like it's. It's not like it's, it started that way, but it actually did. So when I opened in May, I had a um, a set date to open, and then I read about a family in Tottenville that had lost their fam- lost everything in a fire. So we opened the studio soft. I only had one student who's now a teacher, Lisa Herbert, and. Um, she came and she donated. And, um, it was just like, it set the tone for what the studio is going to be for is for community and, um, whatever that turns out to be, whether it's holding a workshop or we've had cooking classes with Linda in her home through the studio. Um, Shelby creates mala and yoga jewelry that that's happening this weekend coming. So giving people an uh, an outlet through yoga to discover some other things about themselves and, and things that are possible that may not even had known that that was possible for them.
0: Okay. Okay. Now I didn't know if it was specific, if there's specific causes that you're supporting or it's pretty much all causes, you know, um, it's really the community with the community is asking or.
1: Yeah. I you mean, know. if I see something like we just had this huge fire of eight families, we raised over a thousand dollars for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see something, or if someone asks me, I just put it on. Like we, we tend to do the shoes every year, and we tend to do St. Jude's for Christmas, and we tend to do um, in November collecting canned goods for the local soup kitchen, um, and then in between, things come up. Like if we have a visiting teacher from Africa, we will have somebody coming in June, so we'll raise some funds for Africa Yoga Project to um, to support teachers from from around the world to to see like America and, mm-hmm. and come here and teach a dream, like making a dream come alive for them.
0: No, oh, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. I've been involved, you've been doing that for a few years mm-hmm. or something, right? Yeah, okay. So what is your mission goal or goals?
1: You know, I initially hit when I had opened the studio and the reason why I called it Five Borough was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to open in all the boroughs. And really that became like really not really feasible unless, um, unless I trained teachers and they wanted to open and take the name somewhere because really I don't really have the time to drive to the Bronx or really to go drive to Manhattan or, um, so really on the other hand, like what also Staten Island is the fifth borough. So it kind of fits. Like, then I got present to like, well, it doesn't really have to be that I'm in five boroughs. We could just make it like really powerful in the fifth borough of New York City. Um, Well, what I would like to see, or what I would like to, not even what I would like to, let's say, like, um, a goal would be to have one more studio in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, because that's by my house. The Brooklyn will be closer to me than any of the other studios. And, or though we've been recently getting requests for another studio on Staten Island on the North shore. So it could be something like that. I mean, I would like to offer a teacher training this year. So I'm in, in the works of that. So, um, people can be trained through five borough and get their certificate. Um, so I'm working on five borough power yoga because it is a registered school with yoga alliance. Um, it already is, and now it's just getting the curriculum in alignment with Yoga Alliance to um, hold a 200-hour teacher training, so then people can have a certificate from Five Borough. Um, I've tend I've I've tended to um, encourage people to go train with my teacher Baron Baptiste at level one, and then cultivate and create them through mentoring programs. So that's still something that I would like to continue to do, but just to put a mark on. Um, to put a mark on the planet and a mark on the world like to have our own teacher training and really having um, the teachers involved and really like having like that come full circle like them being trained by me or trained by Baron and me and now coming like together for them to now teach others so that's what I would um, that would be a goal for say like the twenty 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 one. 2021 so for this decade yeah that's amazing and maybe retire too a little bit down the line
0: do you plan on retiring? I don't know. I'm like, you do so much. I I can't see you stopping. Five years
1: um, stepping back a little bit to do another direction. Okay. But who knows? I trust that the universe is guiding me. Okay. Because if you would have asked me 10 years ago, would I be doing a podcast with you, Lana, and (laughs) um, owning a yoga studio? It would have been no. (laughs) I would have said, I don't think I'm going to do that. So you never know.
0: No, and I'm so happy that we're doing this today. Um, so what are you? I, I mean, we kind of talked about basically specifically. What are you presently and doing, and what are your future plans for 2020 and beyond? Is that like the mission? I mean, you said the teacher training. Do you have any idea? You've already done the teacher training before, right? You've held that already in yeah, your studio. Yeah, it's, but it's
1: not from Five Borough. It's been, um, I've been leading 200-hour teacher trainings for the for the Baptiste Institute. So actually the teachers that have been trained at Five Borough have uh, their yoga certificate from the Baptiste Institute called Expand Your Power. Um, so I've led that on behalf of Baptiste. So I'd like to still continue to do that. I do work with Barron um, um, on programs a couple times a year. And for a while, I was leading a program called Unstoppable, which was a training for school teachers to bring yoga and meditation and breath work into the classrooms. So the program being redesigned by the Institute. Is so that's something that I would really um, like to see more of, like teaching teachers how to – teaching school teachers um, how to teach – different forms of meditation and breath work to calm these kids down because um, kids are so anxious and so stressed and really would like to see getting um, more yoga into the classrooms. And that would be like, say, starting on Staten Island. I mean, we do have a kids program. I'd like to see that expand, but um, more so like in uh, globally, like uh, at least the United States to start because there's just so much going on with drugs and, um, Teenage suicide, and um, which wasn't when I was young, and now seeing how the world has changed, where kids are just so stressed out, and and they're making these choices because maybe they don't know that they can, um, they have another choice. Like giving them tools of breath work and meditation and um, calming techniques, movement, right, to allow for them to have an another. a a community like our our tween class is really building we have one on friday nights and um these girls get together and and um have a space that they can share not only through yoga but meditation and um even if it's just for an hour to step into a new space to take care of themselves
0: i think that's great and i think that that would be an amazing thing if this unfolds because i really feel like it's it's definitely a need right now Especially to have, if you can get this into schools, some kind of program that's, you know, kind of like another, you know, like just how you have Ed, if is Ed, it would yeah. be maybe even in, you know, conjunction with that. But the teacher training, so Linda, I, and I had podcast Linda, she said she was one of your first classes. So that's why I'm saying the one that you're planning on doing is something that's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. So Linda did the first ever teacher training that we had at the studio, but it was through the Baptiste Institute. So I led it um, with the content from, from Baptiste. Okay. So their certificate is not from Fiveboro. Their certificate is actually from the Baptiste Institute for 200 hours.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So, what rituals, habits do you do daily, weekly, monthly, yearly to keep you thriving in life?
1: Hmm. Um, I have a daily meditation practice. Sometimes five minutes, sometimes fifteen, and that really helps um, me to stay focused. Um, I practice inconsistently, so I'm going to say. Right, and, and it's been more consistent recently. I've been really committing to get on my mat two to three times a week at the studio um, just for my own wellness and also to be a support for the community and the teachers. And um, I go away a couple times a year with Baron to train with him, whether it be on on team or take a program. Um, just to keep my skills sharp and see what Baron's up to and Baron's teaching, and um, then I do like um, personal time, personal vacations. I must go to. I take I have a massage once a month, right? Taking care of, um, make sure that I get a pedicure once a month <laughs> or every couple of weeks, right? Just doing like um, small rituals.
0: No, that's great. Thank you. So what can you share advice, recommend, books, movies, podcasts for someone that needs help right now? What kind of help? Well, I'm saying like, say there. I mean, I, I came to yoga when I was getting divorced. I needed something to like uplift me. Like I needed some kind of something to, you know, make me feel better. And I felt like yoga did that. That was, you know, it was more than just the physical practice. So... I'm saying, so somebody that maybe is just in need, I don't know exactly, it could be multitude of reasons, but some kind of something to help them, maybe mentally, physically, anything like it, through the, like holistic path, through the yoga path. So that's what I'm saying, like through this path of yoga that, you know, involves yoga, like any specific books or movies or podcasts, any certain person you listen to,
1: yeah. You know, um, I, I said, and I, I, I have the same kind of experience as you. So you healing from a divorce was me healing from my mom's murder. And I don't know how it happened. You know, it was just something about the practice of me getting on my mat and sweating and the style of yoga that I fell in love with was Baptiste yoga. So that having the positive message or the awareness around, um, staying focused in the present moment. That was what was really a part of healing for me. So I would definitely say a physical practice for people. Um, and if they can't get to a studio, um, there's all kinds of um, classes on YouTube from, from Baron. And, um, that's really like, you know, my main teacher, I have taken classes with Sean corn and Dharma Mitra in New York city. And, um, even though I love them, like I mean, I, what I love about Dharma is his um, is his connection to God and Spirit. Right? He speaks of God a lot in the in the yoga room. And during my um, time when I started from two thousand five till two thousand nine, when I went to teacher training, I did spend a lot of time in Manhattan at Dharma Studio um, because it was just something about his 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 connection to Spirit and God that really like just aligned with me. And a little bit differently than Baron's um, way of teaching, which is more like on the physical and um, in the three themes of be a yes, give up what you must and come from you're ready now. Like really focusing um, on present moment stuff. Um, I like to listen to TED Talks, different ones. Um and I just like like look for different subjects. Like I just recently listened to Brene Brown, um, the power of vulnerability, and then I then went and watched her Netflix. Um, but I've read her book too, and some of her books. I like the meditations from Melody Beattie, Journey to the Heart. Um, Ralph Gates, who's also was was started with Baptiste, and then he went on his own. He's um, in recovery and does. Um, uh, meditation book it's called meditations on the mat and i and i heard he's coming out with a new book. So i just have to follow up with that so he's so we find or i find that um a lot of the 12 step people in recovery align with the yoga principles and especially specifically baptist yoga the 12 laws of transformation and um so i look for different teachers i just read um power yoga by leah cullis who's one of the baptist teachers and um Hmm. The gift of imperfection. I I just pick up different things, you so, know. And it, so no specific movie. No specific movie. I haven't watched any movies lately okay. that, like, I would say. I mean, besides, yes, man. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just you know, it's just like in that awareness. Like, you know, he we went really like extreme <laughs> to say yes to everything, but then really got present to just like well we're we're in involved in, in yoga, like be a yes for something. Something that's important to you rather than um having fear be in the way.
0: Okay. And any specific books. I know you mentioned meditation, but any specific books because I feel like that was maybe a challenge for me is finding something to help. And like, so I'm thinking maybe you would say, start yoga, try my 40 day program, you know, Mm -hmm. what will, you know, or or like, so anything, anything else?
1: Yeah. You know, um, Barron's book um, being of power and perfectly imperfect are really written for the non-yogi perfectly imperfect more so than being of power, but being of power is a really good book. And um, those those are two books that I would recommend to people who don't necessarily practice yoga to start to make some changes in their life. And then finding a studio or getting on the mat, even if it's listening to a podcast or a, a yoga class online, or even trying one at the gym, just to get the movements going.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Thank you. So what nourishes you? I know you mentioned a little bit, but what really nourishes you on a like, day-to-day basis?
1: You know, I get most lit up when I see people in the experience of something that they've never experienced before. So I taught a class last night and like, this is what nourishes me. Right. And it's because it's not food. It's not meditation. Although I do meditate, does give me some calmness. Um, when I see someone smile because they, they did something or they had the experience of something that, that they never thought that they would. So we're in this week of 40 day um, The theme is triumph and really not so much triumph of like, say like running a marathon and, and getting a medal, which is a, a, a huge triumph, right? To run 26 miles, right? Triumph is like a little, what, how I like to look, look at it or, or give access to people is like triumph is really like getting your foot in front of the other for, to get, to get to the medal. Right now, not even though like people have like the goal and the triumph of I got the medal at 26.2, but what about all those little things you did at mile one and mile three and mile six and mile 16 and mile 24, right? To, to keep getting you one step closer to, right? So like having yourself be calm or focus on your breath or um, letting yourself know that you got this, Um, so what nourishes me is, is giving people these kind of tools and seeing people like lit up from something like, so last night's class was around triumph and giving people like, wow, I didn't know I can do that. But just because the space was there for them, right? Even to laugh in a moment that they didn't, they were getting mad at, like they were getting pissed off at something that they can just find, find a little bit lightness to it. So. Yeah, having other, like being of service to other people and um, really creating community for people who think they're alone.
0: that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you for that because I do feel like your studio has been a beautiful impact in my life. I've done so many things there, and if you didn't hold that space, it wouldn't be there for for me and for so many other people and for you to be nourished by that for people, (laughs) you know, even little triumphs um is great so thank you are you a member of any groups like any women circles or anything
1: um no i haven't been i haven't i mean yeah like things on groups on facebook <laughs> <laughs> yoga teacher groups and um baptiste stuff but not like outside i used to be vice president of world of women which is a staten island organization i was a member of the chamber of commerce um I was a co-founder of a not-for-profit after Hurricane Sandy, which was called Guy in Rescue. Um, so I don't have really like the time element right now to to participate in groups. But um, I never say never. Like if something came up that I was inspired by. I was on the board of um, uh, Meals on Wheels a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah, so I do some things, like people ask, (laughs) and I say yes, and it's...
0: I know you're always doing something. That's why I feel like you're always involved. Uh, So I guess it's different points Mm -hmm. in time. What is one or a few beliefs you have as a result of this yoga path?
1: Anything's possible if you come from anything's possible. Right, It takes... um, It takes belief in like anything's possible, like living that anything's possible to have anything's possible. Like I said earlier, like I would never have um, thought I would be here 10 years ago, like whether it be owning the yoga studio or not in the relationship I was in or um, not in the business I was in. And this practice opened up doors for me. Like it gave me possibility when I didn't think I... That anything was possible right so it had it gave me a new looking and listening um and this year for 2020 because it's the new decade we had um some classes at the beginning of the year and it was like what, what kind of word can you cultivate this year for yourself and some people it's going to take a little bit longer but i knew like right in the beginning like this year for me is action and now action's been following me around and anything that comes in my path, including you asking me to do this podcast. Yes. is And yes. And get into the action. And I don't necessarily think that, um, I would be so, um, I, I have a, I have a tendency to procrastinate and hesitate. And I don't know if it was like just because of self doubt or worry or fear. Um, but specifically this year for the word action, and specifically from this practice that anything's possible, I just keep saying yes and keep be willing to make mistakes and learn from them and keep moving forward. and And so many things have opened up so far, and um, including this. And from our conversation, I can only imagine what's going to happen. Yeah, that because, you just thought it. <laughs> yeah, because because of this word, and and that's another thing that I would encourage other people listening to this or um, getting really clear around what it is that's important to you, and keeping your attention on that rather than all the stuff that that holds you back. Right, like rather than focus on what what the worst that could happen, or wor- or the worry about it, or failing. Right, really, like what one of the things that I learned in Baptiste is um, having the new view of instead of looking at things from I failed, looking at it from it failed, right? So it's taking like what off of me or you, um, like I'm a failure, and really spinning it to like okay, it failed. So what can I do to make a shift right here, right? Rather than rather than taking it internal of me failed, I failed, it failed. An example of that is like making a, a choice on the schedule. And I used to beat myself up if people didn't come to the class. And it wasn't me. I wasn't listening to the community, right? I wasn't taking feedback. I'm like, what is a good time for the community? I was just making times up based on like what other yoga studios were doing rather than just being. So it failed. I didn't fail. But for a long time, I was taking things like, oh, my gosh, I'm so not good at this yoga studio you know, I'm a failure because I'm not getting the schedule right, or something's wrong here, and it it has nothing. It had nothing to do with me, All right? So it just took looking. Well, what if I take it? It failed. Like it was just the time that failed. All I had to do was like shift it fifteen minutes or an hour, and people started coming. And it took listening to the community for times that worked for them.
0: Okay, good. So, what do you know for sure?
1: Nothing. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> I know I'm gonna die. I know that for sure. I mean that's it. death is just death, is death um, but really i don't I don't have I don't know what for sure because I keep saying, oh my gosh, like my life is not what I predicted it or pictured it to be. like I would have never thought ten twenty years ago that this is where I would be okay. and um yeah, i can't I can't see that there's anything for sure, like we don't we're not. We're not we're only given a certain amount of time on, on earth, right? So it's using it to the to the fullest and really being um being the best best human beings that we can be and really focusing on being, being with one another rather than doing so much. Right, and being um being for each other, being for community, especially in the in the environment that we're in now, where there's so much tension like politically and religiously and even even just with this um, this virus the coronavirus that they said from China like but businesses are closing because of it because people are so living in such a fear-based way as opposed to a willingness to be open and 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 um, being for one another so um i don't say anything's for sure except death and What I can say for sure is if we were all more loving and all more kind, the world would be different. That's for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. I agree. What do you believe is your gift?
1: Seeing greatness in other people that they don't see in themselves. And being able to um, I, I make people feel comfortable and i make people believe in them not i don't make them that's that's not true um, i hold the space for right when people are in the interaction with me like specifically I'm to say specifically in the yoga studio but really in any a lot of the environments that i'm in um, and really just been trained like in leadership roles and people just have a trust or a, a tendency to to trust me like just for my strength or the way that I carry myself and um, in that seeing in themselves something great in them. That's powerful.
0: I feel like that's a gift, but that's a gift for other people. So I mean that's really powerful. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how can they reach you?
1: They can look at me up. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the World Wide Web. <laughs> so I have an Instagram five Bro Power Yoga. I have a website five www dot com. You can find me on Google, I'm sure. Karen Tyrone.
0: But what's the best way to reach you? Is it through the website to call you? Yeah, I mean, is I there have, an email?
1: Yeah, fiveboroughpoweryoga at okay. gmail dot com. Yeah, you know, like you could find me um, on Facebook and Instagram, and I respond to all my rec- messages. The yoga studios on Google, and everything's linked to me. You call the yoga studio phone number; it reaches me on my cell.
0: Well, I heard that you can't have any more Facebook, oh, oh exceptions because you hit the max. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but true? I started. I started a page,
1: <laughs> okay. but I'm not really driving people to my page. So maybe that's another action step that I have this year to drive to drive people to the Karen Tarone Facebook page rather than Karen Tarone's personal page. And I know a couple of my friends that are in the yoga business have run into this and they seem to have be transitioning people to their page a little bit better. I just have to do a little bit more research or just a little, um, maybe hire someone to, to help me do that. Um, so then you can take, there's no limit when you, when you have the page, there's no limit to friends. Okay. It's only a personal page. So I keep about four spots open. <laughs> okay. So I'm not at my <laughs> limit. Uh-huh. I have 4,996 friends. <laughs> That's a lot more,
0: much more than mine right now. Um, anything else would you like to say or add?
1: No, I'm just, I'm just um, really excited that I got a chance to um, share with you like a timeline because I've never really like sat sat down to write it in in like um, one sitting. Like I, 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 we tried the other day or at the beginning of the year, not even the the other day, to like just break out what I did in, from 2010 to 2019, and I was like losing some. Some awareness is some in some places, so it's just nice to be able to have this recorded and um, be able to give people a little bit more awareness. Those people that don't know where my what my background is or where I came from, and uh, really be reminded that it's important. It's important to to keep track.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I said that over ten years I've been tracking. Because you do forget and I look back and I'm like amazed about things that I've done. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and I feel like it's empowering to see that, too. Um, So that's great. So thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. You are amazing. You inspire me. I love you. And this concludes our podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Hope you enjoy this.